Welcome to Money Mondays, powered by the Joseph Business School, where we bring you up-to-date money news for your personal finances and businesses. I am your host, Jill Thompson. Today in our podcast, we are continuing our discussion regarding 2020 taxes. So if you're a business owner, if you're thinking about starting a business, you're in for a great treat and will gain a wealth of knowledge. As you may know, filing this year will be different due to some stimulus-related legislation and some usual inflation adjustments. We will discuss tax law changes and how they affect your filing for 2021. To update us on the new directives involving business taxes is Veronica Tubman, a senior stakeholder liaison with communications and liaison business unit of the Internal Revenue Service, IRS. As a senior stakeholder liaison, she focuses on providing educational outreach to all taxpayers, as well as the state, local, and federal agencies through Maryland and beyond. She's firmly committed to increasing educational resources, sharing key tax messages, maintaining open lines of communication, developing working partnerships, and reaffirming the current ones. Veronica started her career with the IRS in 1984 and served in many capacities, including revenue officer, locator services coordinator, lead cost management tax force participant, program analyst, disclosure specialist, technical services reviewer, advisor, and a variety of other areas throughout the South Atlantic region. Veronica feels it is imperative to provide guidance on proper IRS procedures and policies to our communities on a timely basis to promote voluntary compliance with the law. Veronica Tubman, welcome to Money Mondays. Thank you and welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Ms. Tubman, thank you so much for being here. Well, I believe our conversation couldn't be more timely. There is an extension for filing 2020 taxes. Can you provide more information and clarity about this change? Yes, so the tax filing deadline this year has changed. So individual taxpayers can also postpone federal income tax payments for the 2020 tax year. So that was due on April 15th. 2021 to May 17, 2021, without penalties and interest, regardless of the amount owed. This postponement applies to individual taxpayers, including individuals who pay self-employment taxes, which may affect some of our small business owners. Penalties, interest, and additions to tax will begin to accrue on any remaining balances as of May 17th. So individual taxpayers will automatically avoid interest and penalties on their taxes if they pay them by May 17th. And as we always say, pay early, file early, and pay and file electronically. That's really good because we know that a lot of uh, our business owners were really hit pretty hard last year with the pandemic. So are there any do's and don'ts that you can kind of guide us through um, as they're preparing to file their taxes this year? Well, I think the most important thing is that if they have not filed, I recommend that they gather all their records together um, and file all of their outstanding returns. If they have an outstanding balance, I uh, strongly advise them to pay it. Moreover, I just the biggest word is don't panic. If you cannot pay the full amount of tax that you owe, then you should still file your tax return and pay as much as you can, as I said, so that you can stop those penalties and interest from accruing, which is really what we're talking about. Moreover, you can go to www.irs.gov for more information. 
And the good thing about it is that the IRS will afford you an opportunity to pay on time. So maybe you'll need a short-term installment agreement or an ex um, a long-term installment agreement or even an offering compromise, which allows you to pay less than the total amount that you owe. But you can do all of your research, look at all the details and find out what's the best fit for you. And okay. that is, to me, the best resource that you can have regarding all that the pandemic has put on us. Make sure that you are in compliance with all filing and paying taxes. That's really good. Veronica, but what about for businesses who probably already had owed the IRS from previous tax years? Is there any benefits to them this year? Well, I know that for first-time businesses, in the event they had some issues, there are some requirements under the abatement options for interest and penalty. That's something they really would need to research and that would just be in their best interest. But as I said before, the biggest and most important thing is to be in full compliance. Even if you can't pay, file it so that you will have a complete picture of what you have and then you will stop the tax liability immediately. You know, once you enter into any type of a promise to pay, you have to be in compliance. As an example, if for last year you owed $1,200 and you did not make those estimated tax payments, then you have to adjust your schedule this year to make sure that you pay $300 every quarter so that you are not running concurrent delinquencies. Got so, it. Yeah. Does the IRS offer any benefits for new startups? Yes. You should just go to all things www.irs.gov for taxes and there is information um, you can put in the search engine box upper right hand corner of the screen small businesses. And there are a myriad of topics. There are small business tax workshops, meetings and seminars, and it's information that's designated by state, lots of topics, things that you need to know about federal taxes, new business, how to start up, and uh, federal un unemployment. The Small Business Center is occupation driven. So most of those advantages to you filing relates to whatever your occupation is. So yes, they're there. It's just put some time and investment into your investment. If a business took a loss last year due to COVID, what advice would you offer when filing taxes this year? When you're filing those taxes this year, just like I stated before, make sure that you gather all of your records together so that you will get all of the deductions that you're entitled to, to make sure that um, that you are making those estimated tax payments. If you are required to pay wages or salaries to other people, make sure that you gather all of that information so that you can, that you take full advantage of the deductions that are available to you. And all, all right. of that's available on irs.gov as well. Veronica, let's rephrase the question in this way. Okay. What are some things that business owners often miss on their tax return? Okay. Oftentimes business owners miss the advantage of maintaining good records. And oftentimes they don't take the advantage of the deductible expenses that they're entitled to. We talked about making those estimated tax payments, filing those tax returns, and using the electronic filing payment system, which is a safe way to pay. But moreover, the most important thing is for them to file the proper schedules, maintain the proper records, and also we have lots of publications that will provide you with information on what is a good deduction or what are those business expenses that I'm entitled to. A lot of people didn't do a lot of traveling. The biggest and most important component of any advantage is good records. Mm. 
Are there any new business tax parameters or policies that we should know about? Sure. So when beginning a business, you must decide what form of business entity are you going to establish? That's the most important. And your form of business determines which income tax return that you're going to file. So of course, we know the most common forms of business, sole proprietor, partnership, corporation, and uh, subchapter S corporation. And we know all about limited liabilities. And the limited liabilities corporation are directly related to the statute for the state. So legal and tax considerations deals about your business structure. So do your research and invest. And that is the most important thing regarding parameters for your business and policies. What are some common mistakes that business owners make when filing their taxes? Okay, Jill, some of the common mistakes that business owners make is that they don't provide enough information. They need to ensure for their Schedule SE that they figure out the total amount of tax that's due on their net earnings from self-employment. Um, the tax applies no matter what type of income they have, whether they get Social Security or Medicare. They need to make sure, moreover, that they have the proper employee classification. So is my employee a self-employed individual or a contractor? So Publication 1779 talks about independent contractor or employee. Um, this publication explains the differences between an independent contractor and an employee, and it's used to make taxpayers aware of tax implications related to worker classification. And those big, those are some of the biggest mistakes because they govern, it's governed by behavioral control, financial control, and relationship with the parties. So that's that's one thing that you really need to keep in mind to avoid business mistakes. Hmm. So if my business is one where I'm in the public eye, let's say a YouTube influencer, are there any special write-offs available to me? For if you are in the public eye and for the business influencer, for business expenses, the cost of carrying on whatever your trade or your business is. So these expenses are usually deductible if the business operates to make a profit. So those are the types of questions you need to ask yourself. What can I deduct? What were my cost of goods sold? What were my capital expenses? And always remember, what are my personal expenses versus my business expenses? Moreover, business use of the home. Am I working outside of my house? Can I depreciate certain portions of my home? And business use of your car. Are you going to take mileage or are you going to deduct it? and other types of expenses. Uh, the, we have a really good resource. It's publication 535, uh, Business Expenses, Jill. And that's something you need to avail yourself to as well. That's really good. I'm glad you brought that up because I know that there are a lot of small businesses who have been working virtually or have been working or moved their businesses inside their homes because of the pandemic. And I know that there's an increase in uh, equipment, maybe lights or uh, let's say printers or even laptops that they've purchased oh, this definitely. year. And so providing them with that list, I think will kind of assist them as well when guiding them through the different things that are available for write-offs. So can you just tell them again where they can get that information? Sure. On www.irs.gov, uh, there's a search engine box in the upper right hand of the screen, and you put your topic in there. And what will pop up is all the information that we just talked about, what really important is publication 535, business expenses. And you have to remember maintaining good records, business use of the home, business use of your automobile, and then to make sure that you don't commingle your funds. So what are your personal funds as relates to your business? So those two need to be separated as well. 
So that really should be a favorite and uh, something that you should maintain, most definitely. Veronica, let's get down to the question that everybody primarily really wants to know about, which are the PPP and EIDL or whatever form of economic aid that many businesses have received this year. Yes. How, does, how do those economic aids affect our taxes? Okay, for, so for the Paycheck Protection Program, and we call that the PPP, we all know that that was established with the CARES Act, and that was implemented, implemented by the Small Business Administration. And that particular program provided small businesses with funds for up to eight weeks to cover payroll costs, including benefits, funds that could be used to pay mortgage, interest, and things of that nature. Interestingly enough, the Internal Revenue Service just came up with something on uh, March 1st, and it is available online, and it gives guidance for employers claiming the employee retention credit under the Coronavirus Act and the Economic Security Act for CARES. So that's something you really need to look at for all those quarters from um, tax year 2020. And also, as it relates to the economic injury disaster loan, that was something that was put up by the Small Business Administration. So just go on their website and take a look at it and find out what your requirements are for filing and repayment. That's important as well. You know, there are a lot of people who have not officially registered their businesses, and many of them have been working in a consultant-like capacity. Um, can you address the problems with not being incorporated, registered, or even having an EIN? Some of the potential problems. Not having an EIN. Okay, Jill, sorry about that. Yeah, some of the potential problems that may exist is that reporting your quarterly wages or your monthly wages, your business earnings, and issuing a Form 1099 for your subcontractors. How do you classify yourself? You know, the good thing about this is that you can go right online, and you can apply for your EIN right online. And the questions are, it determines your eligibility. You can apply for your EIN if you're the principal business owner, if it's located in the United States or in U.S. territories. Just remember, if you're applying for an EIN, you have to have a valid social security number or an I-10 or um, an EIN, and it's limited to one EIN per household per day. And just remember, when you're applying for that as a business owner, you are designated as the responsible party. So that means that that's the person that ultimately owns and controls everything about the business. So that's something we need to make sure that we're aware of, too. That's good to know. Veronica, when you tell people you work for the IRS, generally, what's their first reaction? Okay. Generally, uh, when I tell people that I work for the IRS, it's, I think it's really no different to me than any other business. It's like any other job. Um, I think, moreover, my reaction speaks to who I am. And if I can help you in any way, if I can give you an, an answer to your general question, then I want to try to do that, Jill. Um, if I can do some research to help you, if you have attempted to exhaust all other remedies and you're not getting any assistance from Internal Revenue Service, I am a liaison. So if it's an, a collection issue or an examination issue, I'll reach out to those individuals and try to get you some help or the advocate. Um, if there is something that's transpiring that you don't feel that is correct for you or something that's fair, and then I will step out of the situation. So when I meet a lot of people, they always ask for advice, and I always tell them if I can provide you something that I'm comfortable with, fine. But if not, I will make sure that I'll get you some help. 
Listen, I'm glad to know we have an advocate there in the IRS who will be willing to step in for us if we have any issues or concerns. Can you tell us of any interesting stories that you have had in your career experience while working for the IRS? I think the most interesting story, Jill, that I've had for all the time, or the most rewarding that I've had, I had the pleasure of preparing a return for a family of eight. They had not filed taxes for over 10 years. And their mindset was, well, we have enough withholding, so I don't have to file. The unfortunate part is that they missed so much in refunds because even though they had the, enough withholding, they had the deduction for the children, for their home, um, at that point for the car. So the most important lesson that I learned from this is to encourage people to file those returns because once the statute of limitation expires, the refund is gone. So that's really something to keep in mind. Hmm. You know, Veronica, have you ever heard the quote, you just don't know what you don't know? Yes. Like, what are some things that maybe people just really do not know that's available to them that they should know about as a business owner? Well, as a business owner, really, you need to take, first of all, it's uh, everything's IRS.gov. Everything's IRS for taxes, everything taxes. And what you really need to know is about filing, paying requirements, making federal tax deposits, making your own estimated tax payments. Mm -hmm. Moreover, you really need to beware of phishing. You know, we are in that particular culture, that climate, and we all know that phishing is, it comes on fraudulent websites, unsolicited emails. So just remember, we will not, the IRS will not call you. We will send you a written notice if there's an inquiry. So that's something that business owners need to be aware of please protect your personal and your financial information. And if something does arise, then make sure that you send a suspicious email to phishing.gov. And we'll take a look at that as well. So Veronica, many of our small businesses are either working at home or in their homes. Can you talk about how do they go about deducting home-based expenses? Okay, let's talk about how they deduct home-based expenses. So. Working at home, which is a wonderful thing, very comfortable, all your resources are there. There is something called a Form 8829, and that's expenses for business use of your home. And that form will allow you to figure what expenses can you take in your home, and they go on your Schedule C or your 1040. And you can have carryovers, deductions, and things of that nature. So there are two standard methods, Jill, that you can use. You can use the square footage and a number of rooms or you could use the other square footage method, which really deals with the actual regular space that you use for your business. And then that's divided into your home. And just keep in mind, publication 463 talks about travel, entertainment, gift, and car expenses. And that publication explains what expenses are deductible, how to report them, and how to treat those expenses in your home. And that is including when, you know, a lot of people were working from their home. So those are the types of things you want to consider. Can I deduct my home as a business expense? Can you provide an example? Sure, an example of business use of the home would could be a daycare provider, Jill. If you are a daycare provider and you utilized the basement of your home for daycare purposes, then you could deduct that particular portion of your home as a part of your daycare business as a small business owner. So those are the types of things we need to consider. Now, we probably would not say your living room or your dining room because that's still a part of your home. But if the basement is used for daycare, 
and taking care of her clients in that area is something that she could deduct. In addition to equipment, um, the computer, anything else that she may need in her home that applies to her daycare. And I am more than certain that those items are listed on irs.gov as well. I have a question for you that just came to mind. So typically when business owners are filing, do they have to file their taxes with the CPA? Generally, this is what I recommend. It depends on your designation of business, the size of your business, whether you have employees or if you're self-employed. If you are a self-employed business owner and you're taking all of the expenses and income on yourself, it depends on the structure. I recommend that that's a determination that you need to make. If you're paying wages, are you comfortable with paying wages? Are you comfortable with making electronic filing payments? That is up to you. However, online um, on irs.gov, we have a really good list for recommendations of when to use an accountant, a CPA, or a tax preparer. So those are the really good resources for you to um, take a look at and look at your business and then answer those types of questions. We're not allowed to make recommendations for any type of tax professional, but we encourage you to take a look at Go online and take a look at it and see what apply, see what works best for your investment, your time, and your business. Please tell us anything else that you think we should know. Anything else that you should know? Well, I think that you should know about the tax withholding estimator webpage. I don't know if you know anything about it, but the good thing about this is that it gives you peace of mind of knowing that you won't have an unexpected tax bill next year. You get your tax return and your wages and you plug your information in and it will let you know whether or not you need to adjust your withholding or if you need to make estimated tax payments. And that's really, really important. Also for telephone assistance, IRS, uh, we have live phone assistance and we know that it's for an extremely limited amount of time. But if you have questions regarding the economic impact payment, you can call 800 919 Three, five. And also, I encourage you to refer to the frequently asked questions, really important. For our small business owners, we offer a video portal, and that tells you everything you need to know about your business responsibilities, any national tax webinars that we have, they're taped. Another really fun thing to make sure you avail yourself to is the e-news for small businesses. It's on a national list serve and it gives you products, programs, and lots of information. Also, we have record keeping references online and frequently asked questions. And most of all, I really want to share that we have multilingual, all of our pages are available on irs.gov in over 20 languages. So the new schedules are for LEPs for the 1040. And if English is not your native language, when you file your 1040, you attach something to your return and say, I would like the information and my return processed in my native language, whatever that may be. So also IRS is on, uh, you know, you can follow us on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, and YouTube. So we've, we're coming up into the social media platform as well. Veronica, how long should business owners keep their business tax records on file? Business tax owners should keep their records and documents based upon the action, the expense, or the event. 
and that will govern how long they should keep those records. Generally, you must keep your records to support an item of income, deduction, or credit shown on your tax return until a period of statute of limitation runs out. Generally, you should keep them for three years. Certain records, if you have a claim or a deduction, should be maintained for seven years. And then if you have, and there are so many different variables. What I recommend is that the burden of proof falls on you and the time varies by what the expense is and what you're claiming. So really you should keep your records related to property until the period of limitation expires. And you know, if you have depreciation, amortization, especially for our small business owners, you are depreciating equipment, computers and things of that nature, then you may wanna keep that. Also, if you have a gain or a loss, you may have an unfortunate disaster. So you need to make sure you maintain those records so that you can deduct those expenses that you're entitled to. I strongly recommend that you go to www.irs.gov and it gives you that level of specificity by topic. And, and I think, Jill, that's really important to know. Well, Veronica, we want to thank you so much for coming on our podcast. This information has been right on time, and I'm sure our business owners who are watching are preparing themselves, because as we know, we're going to prepare properly so that we can get and mitigate our risk the best we can for this year's tax season. Veronica, thank you for coming on our segment. Thank you, Jill. Thank you all so much for having me on Money Mondays. If there's a money topic you'd like for us to cover, submit your questions in advance to Money Mondays at jbs.edu. Don't forget to subscribe and hit the notification bell on the Joseph Business School's YouTube channel and social media outlets. I'm your host, Jill Thompson, and I look forward to seeing you prosper.